First Kings chapter 10 When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning Yahweh's name, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great caravan, with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she had come to Solomon, she talked with him about all that was in her heart. Solomon answered all her questions. There wasn't anything hidden from the king which he didn't tell her. When the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the sitting of his servants, the attendants of his officials, their clothing, his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up to Yahweh's house, there was no more spirit in her. She said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my own land of your acts and of your wisdom. However, I didn't believe the words until I came and my eyes had seen it. Behold, not even half was told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame which I heard. Happy are your people. Happy are these your servants who stand continually before you, who hear your wisdom. Blessed is Yahweh, your Elohim, who delighted in you to set you on the throne of Israel. Because Yahweh loved Israel forever, therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. She gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again was there such an abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The fleet of Haram that brought gold from Ophir also brought in from Ophir great quantities of almug trees and precious stones. The king made of the almug trees pillars for Yahweh's house and for the king's house. Harps also and stringed instruments for the singers. No such almug trees came or were seen to this day. King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatever she asked in addition to that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own land, she and her servants. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold, in addition to that which the traders brought in the traffic of the merchants and of all the kings of the mixed people and of the governors of the country. King Solomon made 200 bucklers of beaten gold. 600 shekels of gold went to one buckler. He made 300 shields of beaten gold. Three minyas of gold went to one shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the finest gold. There were six steps to the throne, and the top of the throne was round behind, and there were armrests on either side by the place of the seat, and two lions standing beside the armrest. Twelve lions stood there on one side and on the other of the six steps. Nothing like it was made in any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were of silver because it was considered of little value in the days of Solomon. For the king had a fleet of ships from Tarshish at sea with Hiram's fleet. Once every three years the fleet of Tarshish came bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. 
All the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which Elohim had put in his heart. Year after year, everyone brought their tribute. Vessels of silver, vessels of gold, clothing, armor, spices, horses, and mules. Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen. He kept them in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. The king made silver as common as stones in Jerusalem, and cedars were as common as the sycamore trees that are in the lowland. The horses which Solomon had brought were out of Egypt. The king's merchants received them in droves, each drove at a price. A chariot was imported from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150 shekels, and so they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and to the kings of Syria. 1 Kings 11 Now King Solomon loved many foreign women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which Yahweh said to the children of Israel, You shall not go among them, neither shall they come among you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon joined to these in love. He had seven hundred wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines. His wives turned his heart away. When Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with Yahweh his Elohim, as the heart of David his father was. For Solomon went after Eshtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, and didn't go fully after Yahweh as David his father did. Then Solomon built a high place for Shemosh, the abomination of Moab, on the mountain that is set before Jerusalem, and from Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. So he did for all his foreign wives, who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Yahweh was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned away from Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep that which Yahweh commanded. Therefore Yahweh said to Solomon, Because this is done by you, and you have not kept my commandment and my statute which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you, and will give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days, for David your father's sake, but I will tear it out of your son's hand. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake which I have chosen. Yahweh raised up an adversary to Solomon, Hadad the Edomite. He was one of the king's offspring in Edom. For when David was in Edom, and Joab the captain of the army had gone up to bury the slain, and had struck every male in Edom, for Joab and all Israel remained there six months until he had cut off every male in Edom. Hadad fled, he and a certain Edomites of his father's servants with him, to go into Egypt, when Hadad was still a little child. 
They arose out of Midian and came to Paran, and they took people with them out of Paran, and they came to Egypt, to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who gave him a house and appointed him food and gave him land. Hadad found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh, so that he gave him as wife the sister of his own wife, the sister of Tephenes, the queen. The sister of Tephenes bore him Genubath, his son, whom Tephenes weaned in Pharaoh's house. And Genubath was in Pharaoh's house among the sons of Pharaoh. When Hadad heard in Egypt that David slept with his fathers, and that Joab the captain of the army was dead, Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me depart, that I may go to my own country. And Pharaoh said to him, What have you lacked with me, that, behold, you seek to go to your own country? He answered, Nothing. However, only let me depart. Elohim raised up an adversary to him, Rizan the son of Eliada, who had fled from his lord, had Adezer the king of Zobah. He gathered men to himself and became captain over a troop when David killed them of Zobah. They went to Damascus and lived there and reigned in Damascus. He was an adversary to Israel all the days of Solomon in addition to the mischief of Hadad. He abhorred Israel and reigned over Syria. Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephraimite of Zeradah, a servant of Solomon, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow, also lifted up his hand against the king. This was the reason why he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon built Milo and repaired the breach of his father David's city. The man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, and Solomon saw the young man that he was industrious and he put him in charge of all the labor of the house of Joseph. At that time, when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite found him on the way. Now Ahijah had clad himself with a new garment, and the two of them were alone in the field. Ahijah took the new garment that was on him and tore it in twelve pieces. He said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces. For Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel, says, Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give ten tribes to you. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Because they have forsaken me and have worshipped Eshtorah, the goddess of the Sidonians, Shemash, the god of Moab, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, they have not walked in my ways, to do that which is right in my eyes, and to keep my statutes and my ordinances as David his father did. However, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David my servant's sake, whom I chose, who kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand, and will give it to you even ten tribes. I will give one tribe to his son, that David my servant may have a lamp always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen for myself to put my name there. I will take you, and you shall reign according to all that your soul desires, and shall be king over Israel. It shall be if you will listen to all that I command you, and will walk in my ways, and do that which is right in my eyes to keep my statutes and my commandments as David my servant did, that I will be with you, 
and will build you a sure house as I built for David and will give Israel to you. I will afflict the offspring of David for this, but not forever. Therefore Solomon sought to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam arose and fled into Egypt to Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did in his wisdom, aren't they written in the book of the acts of Solomon? The time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was 40 years. Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in his father David's city. Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his place. Second Chronicles chapter 9 When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to test Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem, with a very great caravan, including camels that bore spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. When she had come to Solomon, she talked with him about all that was in her heart. Solomon answered all her questions. There wasn't anything hidden from Solomon which he didn't tell her. When the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his ministers, their clothing, his cupbearers and their clothing, and his ascent by which he went up to Yahweh's house, there was no more spirit in her. She said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my own land of your acts and of your wisdom. However, I didn't believe their words until I came and my eyes had seen it, and behold, half of the greatness of your wisdom wasn't told me. You exceed the fame that I heard. Happy are your people, and happy are these your servants, who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be Yahweh your Elohim, who delighted in you and set you on his throne to be king for Yahweh your Elohim, because your Elohim loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore he made you king over them to do justice and righteousness. She gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices and great abundance and precious stones. There was never before such spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The servants of Huram and the servants of Solomon who brought gold from Ophir also brought algum trees and precious stones. The king used algum tree wood to make terraces for Yahweh's house and for the king's house, and harps and stringed instruments for the singers. There were none like these seen before in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatever she asked, more than that which she had brought to the king. So she turned and went to her own land, she and her servants. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold, in addition to that which the traders and merchants brought. All the kings of Arabia and the governors of the country brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of beaten gold. 600 shekels of beaten gold went to one large shield. He made 300 shields of beaten gold. 300 shekels of gold went to one shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. 
There were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold which were fastened to the throne, an armrest on either side by the place of the seat, and two lions standing beside the armrest. Twelve lions stood there on the one side, and on the other were six steps. It was nothing like it made in any other kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. Silver was not considered valuable in the days of Solomon, for the king had ships that went to Tarshish with Huram's servants. Once every three years the ships of Tarshish came bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which Elohim had put in his heart. They each brought tribute, vessels of silver, vessels of gold, clothing, armor, spices, horses, and mules every year. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots, and 12,000 horsemen that he stationed in the chariot cities with the king at Jerusalem. He ruled over all the kings, from the river even to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedars to be as abundant as the sycamore trees that are in the lowland. They brought horses for Solomon out of Egypt and out of all lands. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, first and last, aren't they written in the history of Nathan the prophet, and in the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and in the visions of Edo the seer concerning Jeroboam the son of Nebat? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel forty years. Solomon slept with his fathers, and he was buried in his father David's city, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his place.